First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something, Something amazing. amazing, I tell you about a tiny, adorable creature that you might not know about yet. A bit of art has sold for $432,500, but that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is who the artist is. Spooky, I talk about someone you know and something you've seen, but there's a twist ending. So brain-to-brain networks are now a thing. Don't like that at all. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. I'll also see some real beautiful friendship between two beautiful people. Thank you. So this week on <laughs> Something Amazing. Hello and welcome to Something, Something amazing. amazing. What's up? What's Matt Sarasini. Ah, what's up with you, Emily Cull? That was flawless. Yeah. <laughs> a seamless start to this weekly podcast. We're sorry, I guess we should say. I don't know if it's a good practice to start every podcast with sorry. What if we just said we were a casual podcast? We're not going to put any expectations on anyone. We're real casual, upfront, open and cool and chill. Can tell what's going on with your life at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a theme running round. I like how like if you listen to this podcast. You really see my downfall. I was going to say you learn. My upfall. I'm falling up. <laughs> I never heard. No, of- it's a journey. It's been a journey. Are you for okay? Sure. Are you okay? Is- <laughs> yes, I'm great. <laughs> um, I'm also great. Thanks for asking. Hang on, give me a chance. <laughs> How are you going? I'm great. Yeah, Thanks. Great. Falling up. Matt, what are we doing um, here? Just checking in with each other <laughs> when we can. This is just casually. our weekly uh, friendship podcast where we're just friends with each other. Uh, what we do in this podcast. To be fair, like we are actually friends. We are outside of this podcast. Legitimately. This podcast does help our friendship as we have said before. I feel like I've spoken to you a lot recently. Yeah. Like we've been texting a lot. If you have a friend and like you need a reason to see them, like you like set up some sort of way to see them at the time, you're going to be better friends. Yeah. I mean, like, this is this podcast has really helped our friendship. It really has. Because so, I, if there's someone you want to be friends with, just start a podcast with them. I said because the idea of this podcast, if you're new, um, this is what we do. Is you're every trying to segue in? <laughs> no, stop me from derailing you. There'll be a point. Um, is that what we do? Is we get together and we tell each other something, and it can it's be amazing. anything. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the only rule is it has to be something, something amazing. amazing. There we go. Got there. I was talking about doing this podcast to someone and say how, like, you know, it's really great for friendship. Mm. But also, I said it's like. Imagine you had a friend and every time you went and spoke to them... You had a new fact, something you loved to tell them. Even beyond that, you researched. You actively (laughs) researched for your conversation. That's what doing this podcast is. is I'm like, what amazing thing can I bring (laughs) Amberly this week? Sorry, Matt, but if you had a friend who every time you saw them, they had researched for the (laughs) the interaction, I don't think you would love that. (laughs) They would be a real special friend, that's for sure. Like, we both do improv. Improvisation, and yeah. that's the opposite of what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Um, yes, and 
Anyway. So. Yes. It's been, I, I've done so much research. Have you? That I could, if if I had time, I could tell you five things today. Really? But yeah, really. Like I'm. You I'm, just save them for another time. Then you don't have to do research <laughs> another day. Um, yeah, you're right. Are they along a theme? Is that what's happening? No, not at all. Well, They're because just, you're always along the same theme. Which is robots and technology. Yes. And just like existential dread. What's your theme? What if do you think my theme is? Um, the joy of living. Okay. But what would you say, <laughs> if I had my way, what yeah. would my theme always be? Animals? Yes. Yeah, that, okay. But guess what my first fact is? Animals. Yeah. I'm finally bringing an animal one in. I really restrain myself because I could I could go animals all day, every day. Well, if I had to sum up what I think your theme mostly is, okay. it's, it's like you love to go, here's the story of something that you know well. Yeah, okay. You know this thing you know? Yeah. Here's where it came from. You know this Chubba Chubb wrapper? It was designed by Salvador Dali. It's a yeah, great. perfect example. I think that's, if you had a theme, that would be it. Yeah, I love that. But anyway, animals. And yours is, we've gone too far. We can't go back. Oh. <laughs> Everything is doomed. I'm excited for the future. That's what I'm like. The future of doom. <laughs> Which is your take on it. Anyway, you're editorialising now. Um, animals. Have you heard of the dick dick? No, I haven't heard of the dick dick. This sounds like a joke in primary school, like when you used to go, are you a CD? What? Are you a CD, Amberly? What do you mean, Matt? Uh, yes or no, are you a CD? No. Oh, so you're not a cool dude? What? I'll ask again. You got me. I'll ask again. Oh, no, uh, this is going to be more of a trick. Are you a CD? Yes. Oh, you're a camel's dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've oh, ever heard. Hours of fun. That's like the thing where you like look at someone's palm and then spit in it. What? <laughs> you never play that one? Ours like, were clever word no, games. No, no, this was clever because you'd be like, I'm going to read your palm and you'd be like, okay, I see here that you have three children. Oh, this line means you have a mansion and look at this. And then you'd spit in the hand <laughs> and you say, a pool. <laughs> that, it's very that's clever. That's good. That is wordplay. <laughs> is it wordplay or I is it so. spitting in a child's hand? That's it's how probably, you spread diseases. It's probably bad if an adult does it. Yeah. <laughs> it would be bad, especially if it was into a child's hand. The other ones were like, smell the cheese. Yeah. And, and then you punch them in the face. The, the one where you were like, you do this over their head, like you make the peace sign and then just kind of... Make it rabbit ears. Yeah. And it was this like, is not a visual podcast, Matt. They can't see this. You're giving them cooties. You're like cooties. Oh, that cooties. And then the way that you protected yourself from getting cooties was to cover your mouth. Oh. And then um, you could inject yourself. But I think Jeez, this, it's so involved. Yeah, as like an immunization. But I think this is us starting to make up rules now. It's like, oh, no, you, you can't are, give me um, cooties. I'm in, like, um, immunized. Germ freaks in your primary school. <laughs> I remember two boys in my primary school uh, once um, raced their knits. My mm-hmm. school was less of a germ freak school. Sorry, what? Their nits, like their lice, their I head didn't lice. I didn't even know you could like remove they them. They remove them and then they would race them. Who won? I, I don't know their names. We also, um, because in Perth, I don't know if that's the same here, but we call a racer rubbers. And I don't think we really understood that that was also a word for uh, condoms, but we all, but we knew that it was a naughty word. Yeah, And rubbers. so everyone, you were like, can I have a rubber? Everyone would be like, oh my goodness, I cannot <laughs> believe it. Anyway, so the dick dick. The dick dick. It's a miniature antelope. Oh. It's so cute. Um, I'll show you a picture of the dick dick, a pic pic of a dick dick. Have a look at that. They're like smaller than a dog. Oh, it, and they are a ridiculous. Everybody should cute. Google this right yeah, now. Yeah, just Google up a dick dick. Just Google. 
<laughs> Just Google dick dick. Speaking and of like, is it spelled being, differently? It's spelled D I K D I K. Okay. They get their important name important to know before you Google it. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's a great point. Speaking of us, like getting giggly about like primary school stuff, yeah. dick dicks. So um, they they get their name from their alarm call. So when they're frightened, they run in a zigzag pattern at mm. speeds to up to 26 miles per hour. And the, um, the whistle through their nose makes a sound that sounds like dick dick. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? Where do I find the dick dick? If I want to go hunting for a dick dick. Don't go hunting for a dick no, dick. No, I mean looking. Looking. I'm looking for a dick Just dick. Just look on the internet. They're from uh, Eastern and Southern Africa. They reach up to 12 to 16 inches and weigh 7 to 15 pounds. Oh, they're tiny. pretty cute. Um, they live in couples. Oh. Not in herds. Can we get one for a pet? But this is, this is the fact that really drew me to the dick dicks. Dick dicks mark their territory with tears. Oh, wow. I guess humans <laughs> do that tiny, in a way. So they're kind of like like an anime character or something. These <laughs> tiny, sweet little antelope that like mark their, that like move around going tick, tick, and then they mark their territory with their tears. Oh, wow. It's kind of emo. Yeah. They're listening to Fallout Boy. <laughs> yeah. They've got like a, like a front fringe, fringe going. Yeah. But also, just to add in, yes. they do have the driest poop and most concentrated urine of any ungulate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for adding that in. No problem. I've Do you know learned. what an ungulate is? No. It's a hooved animal. Okay. So like a giraffe or a tapir I've or a camel. Learned so much already. And we're only <laughs> eight minutes in. Dick dick. Hey, what do you think of the dick dicks though? <laughs> the dick dick is something, something amazing. amazing. Thank you. Well done. Strong start, <laughs> I gotta say. Finally, I got to do an animal one. Actually, my friend did uh, tell me about the dick dicks. I can't uh, take full credit for it. All right. I'm going to show you a piece of art. Oh, I, and love, I, want you I love me some art. I do not understand it. I do not go to the galleries. Imagine you're a billionaire, right? Money is no object. I don't think anyone should be a billionaire, Matt. <laughs> I agree. But you do love Elon. You love Mr. Musk. Yeah, but I don't think he should be a billionaire. What do you think he should be? Uh, like, he deserves a million. Just one? You know, he can have a couple if he wants. I reckon he could have four. There's certainly an amount of money where once you go past you it- You cannot spend you it. You cannot spend it. So, so give, it, give it away. Yeah. Um, that's my honest belief. But anyway, I'm going to pretend your money is no object. Okay. Right? And I'm going to show you a piece of art and I want you to tell me how much you'll pay for it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like- that's a dumb piece of art. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, so, I'm guessing I'm, I have to have this in my house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang it on no, the wall. I don't want it. Uh, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's too spooky well, and weird. I'm going to link to this art in the podcast description so everyone can have a look at it. It's worth a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> Just how much would you pay for I'm it? I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. $12. $12. Okay. Because it's a nice frame. <laughs> it is a nice frame. Uh, so this art sold recently for four hundred and thirty-two thousand five hundred dollars. It looks like someone has taken the photo and then slightly moved to the left just as it was being taken. And why, you may ask, mm. is because it is by the French art collective called Obvious. What? Which is the first art to sell at auction that was drawn completely by an AI. <gasps> Ah, I see, I see. That's why it's not quite human. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, so, it's like it's a it's the theory of a human. So do you remember like a little while ago we were talking about computers making fakes and there was a thing called the GAN. Do you, does that ring no, any bells? Yeah, so okay, I'll recap. Right. I'm sure my like, mind has just pushed it down, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to worry about every living second. But the GAN is an algorithm that has two parts, right? So the first part uh, is called the generator, and the generator's job is to try and draw a picture. So okay. it's they tried to do it with nudes and they tried to do it with landscapes, but they found the best thing to do was feed it portraits. Mm-hmm. So they fed it 15,000 portraits from between the 14th century and the 20th century and said, make a portrait generator. Mm-hmm. And then the discriminator is the, the other part of this equation. I'm the discriminator. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. And the discriminator's job is to go, Was do I think this was, based on everything I know, do I think that this was made by a human or a computer? Mm. And the first time the generator makes something and the discriminator goes, I reckon that's a human, the generator wins. Mm -hmm. And it goes, aha, which is weird because now the discriminator has a new bit of information. (laughs) So it's like, like, oh, no, that was me, a computer. It's like, oh. So basically. Isn't this the way that they're doing it with all of it, which is just so scary? Yeah. Like we're teaching them how to like to do everything and to not need us. Well, because the whole idea was basically if I could make a video of us talking now and it's, you know, a nice day outside it's not raining or anything like that we it's could a bit glum yeah but it was we could, raining this morning we could feed this video just so everyone can get a good i mean from our cbd office yes looking out that's into right the our skyline. cbd studio yes it is quite gray so I the would idea say, from would, the cbd <laughs> office the idea is we could feed the video of us talking in this day to the to the generator and say generate us a nice looking day Outside nice. the yeah, window, yeah, yeah. and if the, the the what's the other one called the discriminator discriminator if the discriminator can't tell that a computer made it, then it's such a good fake that it uh, that it is basically the best a computer can make at the mm-hmm. moment. So it's the best discriminator. <laughs> <laughs> so it runs in this weird loop, and that painting was the first output of this painting. Now, there's a bit of controversy because some people have been saying these GANs have been around since 2015 and there's heaps of other artists who have used it to make art. Right. But this is the first one that sold at auction. Because a great, a great artist steals. Yeah, I guess. But a better artist... What is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, this the is... Good, the-, the best artist... Steal, steal the things. I think that's the quote. I think that's word for word uh, the quote. So, th- this is the thing. Where is the art? Where does the art end? And the yeah. like, because I guess a human creativity. Wa- a human was involved. Human flaws. A human fed this algorithm all the previous. Oh, I pictures. hate this. I hate when robots do things that um, uh, that I think are special to us. <laughs> So the whole thing is the art, not just the picture that comes out at the end. Mm. So you could say at this point it's a collaboration between two artists, one human and one a machine. And that leads me to think about the future in which AI became a new medium for art. Mm. Mm. How are you feeling? One more little spicy. Oh, no, I don't want to. One, one more little spice to the brew. Okay. We talked about the GAN. There's a thing called a CAN, which the C in CAN stands for creative. So instead of it spitting out a portrait and saying, does this look like a computer drew it or not? It's actually, the computer's actually told, make something new. 
make something that you, instead of trying to make a portrait make something new mm. and they fed it everything they fed it all the art it possibly could all manner of paintings from something from the 14th century onwards yeah and said make something that looks like nothing that's ever looked like it before mm-hmm. now is that more artistic than telling a computer to draw a portrait that fools another computer into thinking it's a real portrait drawn by a human. Matt, Which is the better art? I think the point is is that none of us could ever understand art <laughs> and we should stop making robots do things. I mean, has the algorithm just grasped that art is just a progressing in a certain trajectory and that if it wants to make something novel, then it has to go back and figure out where we've gone in order to move forward? Or does it tend towards an abstraction? Is something that's never been done before, can you ignore history and just have to do something completely unique? What really is invention? What is innovation? What is art? I love this work. No wonder it's sold for $432,500. I don't want it. What an intriguing notion that AI can make pictures. I hate it. Because <laughs> they already can write, like, screenplays, and they're bad. <laughs> they're bad. But, they're like, bad. there are humans writing bad screenplays. Yeah, yeah, not long. No, I, I mean, last week, or oh, week-ish, uh, <laughs> we spoke about the robot that taught itself how to walk, having never, oh. all we did is show it some videos, and then it learned to walk from scratch. Now they're painting. <laughs> Selling it for more than I've ever sold an artwork for. I wonder if they'll ever be actors. I wonder if they'll ever be improvisers. Already Lil Michaela. Oh, yeah. She's, she's such a good influencer. She's Social media influencer. <laughs> she's got a job. Go she's earning more Michaela. than me. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my fact. Um, four to go. <laughs> so, well, I'll just throw in a light one then. <laughs> have you ever heard of M. Night Shyamalan? No. Yes, you have. Twist, I have. <laughs> uh, he's he's famous for directing like The Sixth Sense. Yes. And um, that one, just all the ones with the twist endings. Yes. Well, here's the real twist ending. Do you know uh, who wrote the movie Stuart Little? It's going to be M. Night Shyamalan. Twist, it's M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I heard M. Night Shyamalan... Ghost wrote another crazy 90s movie. All right, let's look it up. I want to say, and I'll be so impressed with my own memory if if this is true, I want to say M. Night Shyamalan, Ghost wrote She's All That. What? Yeah. All right, here are the ones he did in the 90s. Oh, yep. She's All That? She's All That. Yes. Also, Stuart Little 3. Oh, good. (laughs) So he went away for two and came back for three. Yeah. Yeah. As you do. Pick up the story. That was just a little quick one. That's a fun, like, you can throw that in any conversation. Because everyone knows M. Night Shyamalan and everyone knows Stuart Little, but no one knows they're connected. Nathan Lane plays the cat. And, um, oh, what's his name? Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, plays the mouse. Yeah. What a movie. What a movie. <laughs> they adopt a mouse. And raise it as their son. I should point out, I haven't seen any Stuart Littles. What? Yeah, sorry. What do you mean? I haven't seen any Stuart Littles. How did you do that? You are like, you are the kid in Stuart Little. How did you not see that movie? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, he's like a little nerdy boy. (laughs) Thanks. You have the same glasses. Thanks. You have the same haircut, (laughs) but he's a tiny boy. I need a haircut. And you're a grown man. Okay. (laughs) But he has a mouse as a brother, and you do not. Okay. Thank you, Amberly. It's feel such great a fun anymore. movie. They adopt a mouse as a kid, but they have a cat. 
it's, an, it's a recipe for disaster. And they give him a little, um, they give him a little motorized car to ride around the house in. Do you know they the, get up to such mischief? The other day we were like camping for a weekend and we had no entertainment at all, not even phone reception. Mm-hmm. So we played this game. It's really hard to do, and I really encourage you to do it. Is to try and retell a movie, mm. but as if you're telling a story. Yeah. And like, and so I picked The Lion King. Oh. And <laughs> I realised I have a lot of gaps in my memory. I think I thought that was a movie I know quite well. We start on the African savannah. Yeah, a sunrise. that bit's fine. That bit's fine, right? Yeah. But then how do you meet Scar? At the very beginning. But what? So Scar doesn't go to the ceremony with Simba. Yeah. And then he's there playing with a mouse and Zazu is in there being like, bah, 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 and then Mufasa comes in and is like, you've done a bad job. At not going to at the- At not going to the thing. And then Simba comes in and Scar is all like um, manipulating Simba. That's how you meet him. But, and then how did the stampede start? Scar starts it. But How? He talks to the hyenas. He gets the hyenas to run around. So there's a big bunch of them at top at the top of the cliff. Yeah, and then the, he gets the hyenas to come um, and and he scare them. So they'll start running down the cliff. So the hyenas got scared by no Scar. the hy that Scar tells the hyenas to do this. Now why do the hyenas and Scar work together? Because they- he's the boss of them. Because they're from the like you know like this is my kingdom. The, all that the sun touches except for beyond. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's where the hyenas are, and so Scar's so like the, the only one that like hangs out with them yeah. which is like like come on Mufasa like can you look after your entire kingdom why it, like the, why are you not, not caring for the hyenas when I retold this story I told this part from the point of view of the hyenas going yeah. that they're just hungry and that they're like you're not allowed in the sun <laughs> yeah <laughs> You have to stay in the elephant graveyard. Being pushed to the margins. Like, why? Like, you're just another animal. You're, you're, it's like everything is a part of the circle of life, even the grass and the antelope, not but the not hyenas. <laughs> They're <laughs> rubbish. They're rubbish. Uh, anyway, so there was a story recently about brain to brain networks. Can we keep talking about the Lion King? And the Lion King 2, have you seen that? We have talked about it on the podcast. We have talked before. about that, definitely. But the Lion King 1.5 is very bad. Actually, if I had to pick another theme of the podcast, it would be you telling me the plots of movies. The plot of the, of the Lion King specifically. Yeah, yeah that's Well, the- this podcast for sure, that's been the theme. Um, Do you want me to tell you the whole story of the labyrinth? I can go from, from shot to shot. Let's take it off air. Okay, so... We will be doing this in our friendship. <laughs> Okay, so there was a brain... Beyond the Goblin City. <laughs> there was a brain-to-brain network which allows people to share their thoughts. No. Okay, right? So, I don't want people to know what's going on in there. So here's what they did. It was at the University of Washington and Carnegie Mellon University. That's a big university. <laughs> Carnegie Mellon? Yes. Have you never heard of it? No. It's not Carnegie. Oh. It's Carnegie. Carnegie, but Mellon? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a huge one. Um, so what they did is they took an EEG, which is like that, th- you know, when you see people who are getting there doing brain experiments, how they have a big thing yeah, on like their heads. Yeah, like the beginning of uh, Return from Oz, the seminal classic uh, sequel to, uh, what's the movie, The Wizard of Oz? We start, uh, Dorothy has, has awoken uh, from her fantasy land uh, and now she's back in Kansas and, and things are dark and nobody's believing her. I'm just telling you the plot of Return From Us. Uh, nobody okay. believes her that she went on this journey but she's so sure that it happened. So they take her to like a mental asylum really? and do electroshock on her and it takes her back to Oz but Oz is not the same. Now there's like the wheelers which are these scary like 
creepy men on roller skates and then there's this woman who just has a room full of heads that she like switches on and off it's so terrifying and then there's this like rock wall who's the king and he's really scary there's like there's nothing settling in the movie it's all scary so it's not like a electroshock thing it just reads your brain signals okay i just wanted to tell the plot of return from mars (laughs) i got that i'm honest uh and then there's a thing called tms which i'd never heard of before but this is nuts it's tms stands for transcranial magnetic stimulation which means it can deliver information directly into your brain that's all the like future movies where they're like putting ads in our brains that's what that is so here's how worked they created a three-person brain net which consisted of two senders uh communicating a single bit decision of whether or not the person receiving the information should turn a block in it was like a tetris game right Mm -hmm. so the options were turn block or don't turn block um and so the senders didn't like think turn block or don't turn block which this is where the story like the headline stops kind of matching the reality a little bit it was like oh my god these people just with thoughts delivered messages to each other Mm. but if it was like if they if you want to turn the block look at this light if you want to communicate don't turn the block look at this light so that's like um when people were controlling that shark in the air yeah yeah so the the helium shark that can fly and you think about two very different things which lights up different parts of the brain mm. and one makes it move, move forward and one makes it move back but in the end what you get is a mind-controlled shark yeah <laughs> <laughs> a mind flying shark but i think what's new about this was not only are people doing a, a version of that, but the other person is receiving into their brain without any words being spoken. Any They receive a, what appears to them to be a flash of light. So... Why are we doing this? They use magnetic brain stimulation of the occipital cortex. Um, so it stimulates that and you perceive a flash of light. So here's what happens in reality. You're watching this game. Mm. You say turn block by just thinking. Mm. That message transmits to me. I get a flash of light so I know to turn block. And we mm. haven't said anything. No. Can we stop that? So this thought tr- transmitting network... It takes several seconds per decision. So that means you're only getting 0.06 bits per second of information transmission, which compares to 100 bits per second if we were just speaking to each other. So right now, speaking is a lot better. But one day... But why? (laughs) One day we'll be able to do this brain-to-brain network. It's more of like an ultra-slow Morse code at the moment. Right now it's like dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all on yeah. like Wi-Fi. Yeah, but we're just all waiting for the EMBN. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Tetris yes. is a lot like life, right? Well, how so? The aim of the game is to fit in. Oh. But by fitting in, you get you disappear. <laughs> yeah. but that's the only way to win. <laughs> And I think that's as good a note as any to leave this episode on. <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Um, hey, Amberly Carl. Yeah? What do you recommend? I recommend Googling a dick dick, uh, <laughs> D-I-K, D-I-K, yeah. but also, all right, D-I-C-K, D-I-C-K, yeah. see what you get. Live your best life. Live your best life. You might find something beautiful. 
I recommend setting up a computer to draw something because you never know it might sell it. Just auction. set it up on paint or something. <laughs> yeah, just just get a mouse to randomly move. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Attach it to a Roomba. Attach it to a, a shark that you're controlling with your brain. Yeah. And then make it draw. And then sell it at auction for four hundred and thirty-two thousand. I recommend retelling a childhood movie to your friends. Shot for shot if you can. As detailed as possible. You make great campfire fodder. I'll give yeah, you that. Great. Yeah. Fodder. I love fodder. that word. It's good fodder. That's good fodder. Good fodder. Um, I recommend using the word fodder this week. <laughs> no. I recommend um, experimenting with a brain-to-brain network of your own. What? So just Do you l- mean like a friendship? Yeah. Let's like see if you can guess what I'm thinking right now. You love me. She got it. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening uh, to this casual, chill, this just- open relationship uh, kind of podcast. <laughs> Love that you're joining us. Yeah. Uh, you can drift in and out drift of this in relationship. And out if you like, there's no pressure. But We're all good. We do ask you. But that we do love you. If you have had a good time in your ears. Yep. Uh, to tell other people about this podcast. We're on Spotify, so that makes Spotify. it Spotify. Re- real easy. If, if you search for something amazing oh, in do Spotify, we come up? <laughs> I'm actually going to check, but <laughs> I check. I hope we come up. I hope Kanye hasn't like come out with a song called <laughs> yeah. Something Amazing. He would do that, wouldn't he? And it would just be about Kanye. <laughs> if you also search for Something Amazing, the next one down, the next podcast down is Something Worth Catching. <laughs> Baseball coaching tips with Jack Perconte. Oh, definitely listen to that. Baseball coaching tips? Not even baseball tips. And then straight under that is Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with Alexia Leachman. Well, you guys have some listening to do. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with something These amazing. These are unmissable. Uh, okay, bye, Emily Carl. Oh, goodbye, Matt Saracini. Love you.